Today I'm going to give a little bit of a prediction for how 2024 is going to go in SaaS and technology sales based on about 300 conversations I had uh, over 2023 and how that year generally went. So some backdrop here, in the last probably 12 to 15 months, I've spoken to over 300 chief revenue officers and VPs of sales, who most of whom missed their number in 2023. And they fear, they have trepidation of what 2024 has in store for them in SaaS sales. And I want to share the seven most common themes I heard and then tie this back to a little bit of a prediction. So number one, number one of seven themes, purchase decisions are made at a much higher level. When the economy contracts and dips, approval levels for buying things rises. Okay, mid-level managers used to be able to spend $50,000 no problem a year or two ago, or maybe maybe closer to 18 to two, 18 months ago to two years ago. Okay, very easy to get directors to spend 50 grand. Today, though, even small purchases go to the C-suite or the CFO, and in some cases, even the board, right? I'm working on a $40,000 deal right now that needs board approval. This is a mid-sized company, not like a tiny startup. One person that I was talking to told me that anything above $10,000 had to be signed off by the CFO. This is a $2 billion company. And one other person that I'm selling to who desperately wants to buy P-Club told me it took him two months to get a $12,000 contract for a piece of software approved. He was telling me that for you know forecasting reasons. Okay, so that's theme number one. Purchase decisions are made at a much higher level. It demands a much higher degree of business acumen and ability to access and sell to power and to continue conversations with power. Theme number two, scrutiny on all purchases has tripled, okay? Even for renewals, in fact, especially for renewals, cash-sensitive buyers now watch their spend like a hawk where they didn't before. A basic problem statement, if you're using that to justify a business case, is generally not going to be enough to close most most deals in 2024. Okay, you need practically an MBA-grade business case. Now, I'm not saying that to intimidate you. I'm not saying you need to go run a bunch of you know, complex calculations that none of us know how to do. What I am saying is you need to get a little bit more rigorous with quantifying the cost of inaction and tying your solution to their problem and how does it solve it? And then what kind of expected outcomes can they project in the worst case, in the base case, and the best case? Okay. Theme number three, buying committees have doubled and tripled in size. Purchases that took two or three champions a year or two ago, or maybe just one champion, they now demand six, seven, or eight people to be involved with those deals. I personally met with at least 11 buyers in a single account to close P-Club's biggest deal in 2023. This was a $300,000 deal. I had to meet with 11 people, many of them multiple, multiple times. Okay, that gives new meaning to the word multi-threading. Okay, so that's what we have so far. Let me just summarize where we are. Purchase decisions are made at a higher level. Scrutiny on purchases has tripled and buying committees have doubled and tripled in size. Number four, Buying committees are more risk averse. So now we're talking about the psychology of the buying committee rather than just the size of it. That's a double whammy. They're both bigger 
and more risk averse. That is a recipe for sticking with the status quo if I've ever heard one. Buyers want two, three, ten sets of eyes on a deal to make sure they aren't doing something that they're going to regret later. Okay, they're trying to not get fired rather than to get promoted. It is far, far harder to move buyers off of their status quo because of this dynamic. They are not playing to win, most of them, 80, 90%. They're playing to not lose. Okay, make sure you understand that. Theme number five, cheap competitors are taking advantage of the situation. Okay, customers are more price and cash sensitive and barriers to entry in most markets are low. Right? You see in some of the most competitive spaces, there's like 12 startups for every even just niche category. So competitors swoop in, they offer a cheaper price and position themselves as a low-cost alternative or an all-in-one alternative that the customer can then go cancel a bunch of other contracts. It's not uncommon to see some of these cheap competitors quoting 80 to 90% discounts compared to what it is you sell. You've probably seen that. You've probably had deals you thought were going to close that got all mucked up because some competitor offered a super cheap deal. Okay, theme number six, companies that once had product market fit don't anymore. Okay, product market fit. I kind of talked about this in the last episode or two. Product market fit is not static. It's not a set it and forget it thing. It's dynamic and changing. And most people don't get that about product market fit. It's not static. It's here today and could be gone tomorrow if your company doesn't adapt. Why? Because your market changes. Your market's tastes and buying preferences change, especially based on how the economy is going. If you don't adapt, you'll lose product market fit. The premium priced products who had insane product market fit in 2021, many of them are churning customers left and right today, at least the ones that haven't adapted and offered an entry-level solution. Okay, Theme number six, the skills that salespeople need to win today are not just better skills, but different skills. It's actually both of those things. It's better and different. Okay, a couple of years ago, most B2B sellers could get away with order taking as their skill. Buyers were buying. A couple of years ago, most B2B sellers didn't even know what FPNA, which stands for financial planning and analysis to save any of you the embarrassment, most people didn't know what that stood for, FPNA. Now, if you can't speak the language of finance and FPNA, let alone know the acronym, you're pretty far behind, especially if you're closing enterprise or even low enterprise deals, like low $100,000 deals. Okay, So it's not just better skills, it's different skills. We didn't have to do that at really any other time in history. right? You could say, well, Chris, didn't we have to learn how to do all that in 2008, 2007, for those of us who were around, economy collapsing? The answer is some of us, but most of us know because FPNA didn't even exist. So yeah, you had to learn how to speak the CFO's language, but now businesses and market conditions and the way companies work changes so fast that you have to learn new skills, not just different skills. Okay. So those are the seven themes that I heard from these 300 or so sales conversations. Number one, purchase decisions are made at a much higher level. Number two, scrutiny on all purchase decisions has tripled. Number three, buying committees have doubled in size. Number four, buying committees are more risk averse. Number five, cheap competitors are taking advantages or advantage and offering huge discounts. Number six, companies that once had product market fit don't anymore. 
And number seven, the skill salespeople need to win today aren't just better skills, but different skills. Okay, so what does that mean for my prediction? It's nothing groundbreaking. Of course, nobody knows what 2024 holds exactly at the time of this recording. I think it's like it's February 8th today. My prediction is that 2024 feels a lot like 2023. Okay, I don't think we're out of the woods or through the jungle yet. Early 2024 layoffs in tech have already happened in spades. That's a signal of what is, is probably going to continue for a little while. So the above seven facts, those are uncomfortable, but they're also reality. And if there's one thing I learned in 2023 and other, you know, harder years in my life, it's this, don't ignore reality. It has teeth. Okay. Don't ignore reality. It has teeth. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're listening on Spotify, we have a special request. Keep the conversation going by answering the questions attached to this episode. Your responses enrich and deepen the conversation around this topic. Thank you for listening to Getting to Club. If you haven't already, please take a moment to review and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode.